Live from the heartland and the crossroads of America, it's Tony Katz today. So the caravan keeps coming. I'm sorry. It's not a caravan. It's a, you know, invasion. It is what it is, and I'm going to keep saying it that way. Because the left is getting all sorts of agitated and upset by it. There's nothing to be upset by. When you find yourself upset, because I've referred to 10,000 plus human beings heading towards the United States border who have already said they are demanding entrance. We've already seen them take out a border at Mexico. Between, you know, they're, they're in Central America. When you see this, there is no other name for it. These aren't a, a poor, oppressed people who are looking for a better life. Now, there may be within the group poor, oppressed people who are looking for a better life. But that's not what we're dealing with. That's not the reality. And when you call it an invasion and you see people get upset, you realize, my goodness, they don't accept any level of reality at all. How shameful, how sad, how weak, how secondary. Why don't they accept the fact that it is what it is? And that if 10,000 people can assemble to uh, amass on the southern border of the United States and demand entry, then 10,000 people can head to the capital of Honduras. They can head to the capital. They can head to, to, to uh, Tegucigalpa and say, uh, we're taking the country. You mean it'll be more violent? You might be bloody? And might these people uh, in Tegucigalpa, the, the Honduran government might fight back? Uh, maybe. I didn't say it was going to be easy. So you're coming uh, these thousands of miles to the United States because it's easy. Is that the answer for the caravan? Is that the purpose of, the, of this, of this uh, invasion? It's easier to come to the United States because the news media here is going to take pictures and have video cameras and talking about the poor plight of these people, and they're going to say, why do Republicans not care about little children? And it's going to go down the line like that. I want these people to have nations that they can be proud of, that they can call home, that are actually worthwhile homes, where they can live free and safe. This is what I want for them. Who am I? I'm Tony Katz. How you doing? 833-GOT-TONY is the number, 833-468-8669. That's how you get in touch. I've got more on on the caravan. I want to get into this George Soros story. Because this George Soros story is a problem. And I'm not interested in anybody who thinks that this is a, a way we do things. An explosive device was found in George Soros's mailbox. Now, I did not know he had a home in New York. I had no clue. I would have had no way of knowing this. This is the the, the billionaire. He backs uh, very leftist causes. It's who he is, right? It's absolutely who he is. Uh, he, there's an employee who got the mail, opens it up, sees that it's a device, brings it over to a wooded area, calls uh, the authorities. What do we, don't send bombs to people. I was thinking about this when I when I read the story yesterday. You know I'm no fan of Andre Carson, the congressman in the 7th District of, of Indianapolis, who has decided that uh, it's a good thing to be uh, friends with and have a working relationship, or if anything, have a working relationship with bigot Louis Farrakhan, who compares Jews to termites, 
who hates white people and gay people. This uh, bigot, Louis Farrakhan, is who Andre Carson chooses to work with, is okay with working with, won't condemn. I, I'm sorry. I, I find uh, Andre Carson to be a wholly unacceptable representative of Indianapolis, Indiana, the 7th District that he represents. You know what I don't think should happen? I don't think anybody should go to his house. I don't think anybody should go to his office. I don't think anybody should hurt him or his staff. I wouldn't condone that for a second. I would say throw those bastards in jail today for even for, for, for doing anything. Not against Nancy Pelosi, not against uh, 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 Kamala Harris or Maisie Hirono, not against Spartacus himself. I have always discussed the very concept of defending oneself. I always discuss the idea that you don't throw the first punch. You need to be able to punch back. You should be able to fight back, and you should be able to, most importantly, and this is where the conversation is, defend yourself and defend the ones you love. I think this is valuable and important, and there are far too many who somehow think you shouldn't be able to defend yourself and you shouldn't try to defend yourself, and that defending yourself is in and of itself the problem. I don't believe that to be the case, and I think those people are daft. I think those people should be pushed aside. Pushed aside. The people who don't think you should be able to defend yourself when there's a shooting at a movie theater and people say, well, it's a good thing it was a gun-free zone, otherwise everyone would have been shooting. Those people are wrong. They are fundamentally wrong. They bring forth a value system that does no good for humanity. And when they are in the political sphere, you should hear that and say, that's who I do not vote for. People who do not believe I should be able to defend myself in these moments are people I do not vote for. I don't want any part of uh, of them whatsoever. But in this bigger conversation, we're talking about people who have decided, you know what, I don't like a guy's politics, so I'm going to send him a bomb? That's crazy. That's crazy, and nobody should ever want to be uh, associated with you. No one should be like, good, now they got a taste of their own medicine. What are you, out of your mind? I don't know. George Soros is wrong on policy, and he backs terrible candidates, and he's done duplicitous things. Go after him with the law. Nobody's sending a bomb to anybody. Andre Carson isn't worthy of representing Indianapolis. Not a bad thing should happen to that man. We're talking about uh, his his relationships are are gross, and his policies I think are 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 bad for for America and, and for for my beloved city. But what are we doing if we're going down this road? It's absolutely, positively obscene. And as I often discuss, part of the problem that we see when we see the violence on the political left is that the leadership doesn't come out and say something about it. The leadership does not come out and speak about it. They do not honestly say, we oppose the violence. We oppose every bit of the violence. We do not want this for America. Well, listen, I'm not elected leadership. I'm, I'm not elected leadership. 
I get that. I'm just a guy on the radio. But if it doesn't start with us, how in the hell do these people learn? How, how do they learn? Of course I oppose all of this. Of course I oppose this kind of sickness. I'll be sending bombs to George Soros. Good Lord. It, it, it be beyond daft. And some people are like, oh, no, no, that's that. it's cool. It's fine. Uh, there was something else going on. Uh, it was the rally uh, yesterday uh, for Ted Cruz. Uh, Donald Trump was there. In just 15 days, the people of Texas are going to reelect a man who has become a really good friend of mine. You know, we had our little difficulties, right? <laughs> but actually, if you remember, the beginning, it was a love fest. A love fest. I didn't know that Ted Cruz and I don't. Re do I remember that right? That Ted Cruz and Donald Trump had a had a had a love fest. Huh. Well, what else did the president have to say? I'll tell you what. Nobody has helped me more with your tax cuts, with your regulation, with all of the things that we're doing, including military and our vets, than Senator Ted Cruz. Nobody. He defended your jobs. Lots of love, lots of just, oh, oh, all sorts of, of great uh, uh, emotion uh, there. You know Ted Cruz is going to win in Texas, right? We don't, we don't have to talk about Beto Manny anymore, do we? Beto? 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 I don't, I don't know how you pronounce it. It doesn't matter. He's not going to be senator. So much more to get into, including Wonder Woman. Oh, yeah, and we're talking WWE. It's actually, where's our chief wrestling correspondent? If he's in the building, he's got to get up here. We got to talk Roman Reigns. That's coming up. I'm Tony Katz. I did not know this was the Wonder Woman theme song. I'm just saying, I did, how, was, how was I going to know? I was watching. I wasn't listening. I was watching Wonder Woman. Oh, what, I was supposed to listen to? That song even had a theme? That movie had a theme song? Who, who knew? Tony Katz, so good to be with you. 833-GOT-TONY is the number. 833-468-8669. Wonder Woman has been delayed until 2020. Uh, I don't get it. It's actually called Wonder Woman 1984, and it will open June 5th. Gal Gadot reprising the role, the only DC movie that works. I mean, I don't even know if you consider Batman a movie that works anymore. First of all, it's Ben Affleck, and that's just, that's just the worst but the best Batman, of course, is Michael Keaton. It's not even a question. It's not It's not Val Kilmer. It's not George Clooney. It's not Ben Affleck. And the whole Batman versus Superman movie, that movie was an unmitigated disaster. I can't get those hours of my life back. I'm desperate to. When I think of all the things I could have done at that time, Wonder Woman made $800 million globally um, when it came out. Um, October, originally, it was supposed to come out in November 2019. That would have been a month after The Joker. Now, The Joker might actually be good. 
Is that the one that's uh, one of the Phoenix, Joaquin Phoenix? Is that who's who's playing the uh, the, the the Joker there? I, I, but I was making sure that was the the right guy. I didn't say it was gonna be River Phoenix. What's what's right? Man passed away a long time ago. Why do you have to be like that? So Joaquin Phoenix. I just want to make sure I had the name right. He's playing the Joker. I would love for DC to get you know into the game of creating some 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 good movies, having some good people at the helm. I mean, when do they just give the whole thing to Kevin Smith and let him redesign the world in his image? You know, I'd like to see a good Flash movie. The guy who played Flash in in in, uh, in Batman versus Superman, yeah. Now, uh, Grant Gustin, Gustin Grant. Wait, who's the name of the guy who plays uh, uh, the Flash in the television show? It's not Grant Gustin. I think that's his name. He he's terrific. He's a great Barry Allen. The Flash is a terrific show. It's like Arrow is a terrific show. You know, they do that right. Supergirl's campy as all get out. Supergirl is super campy. It is. And then The Legends is just a ridiculous clown show. It's so... Don't waste your time. Except if you if you have kids, then, then it's totally fine because it's super duper campy. And then and with only mild traces of lesbianism. Why? That's the show. I've just described it perfectly. I could not have done a better job at explaining that show at all. But I'd love to see DC do well. So they've moved it now uh, to 2020. But that is not the weirdest thing going on in movies. Guillermo del Toro, who makes really, really strange movies. Um, he is set to direct a stop-motion musical version of Pinocchio. And I'm telling you, it's going to be for Netflix. I, I, don't, I don't know if, if, uh, if I can watch. I really, truly don't know if I'm going to be able to watch because I think it's just going to be... I, just, I, don't, I don't think it's just going to be this kind of... And the movie itself is odd. The concept is odd. It's it's Guillermo del Toro. It's gonna be it's gonna be a freak show. It's gonna be a freak show and not in the good Tim Burton way. It's gonna be a freak show like oh, I just can't see it. I just can't see it. In our story, he says Pinocchio is an innocent soul with an uncaring father who gets lost in a world he cannot comprehend. He embarks on an extraordinary journey that leaves him with a deep understanding of his father and the real world. No word yet on whether or not they're going to bring in some kind of Trump reference. I just figure, you know, these days every, everybody at Netflix is bringing in some kind of Trump reference. It's what they do. Overheard. Here's Brian. Yes, it's a lovely, lovely, lovely day in this wonderful United States of America. Do you hear the marching? Can you hear it? Migrant caravans as far as the eye can see. Oh, it's a tremendous sight to behold. Why the marching, you ask? Is it for world peace? Is it to raise awareness for breast cancer? Are they the victims of a group-wide craving for the new burgers at IHOP? 
Nah, they're just looking to crash the U.S. border. Not for any nefarious reasons, you understand. Quite the contrary. They're just seeking a better life. See, word got out that Americans are racist, sexist, xenophobic, homophobic, transphobic, Islamophobic bigots, and they said to themselves, hell, that sounds like a nice place to live. Let's go there. Hear now exclusive audio of the caravans as they make their way to the border. Just kidding. That's a bunch of marching zombies from an episode of The Walking Dead. From a distance, it looks the same, but they're very, very different. But you gotta watch out for them, too, you know. It's worse than horrible because a zombie has no will of his own. You see them sometimes, walking around blindly with dead eyes, following orders, not knowing what they do, not caring. You mean like Democrats? Democratic Socialist darling Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez is deliciously dumb. What would you do with a brain if you had one? At a campaign event this weekend, good old porridge brains likened her plans to address global warming to America's war efforts against the Nazis during World War II. So, when we talk about existential threats, the last time we had a really major Yes, that's right. Unseasonably warm temperatures over the holiday season is today's equivalent of the extermination of millions of Jews. She is absolutely fascinating to me. I tell you, I would give a year's salary to just spend one day walking around inside her head just to see what it's like. Toasters. Bread goes in and toast comes out. But where does the bread go? I am completely opposed to the Electoral College. I would never send my child there. Thousands of migrants are heading towards the border in a caravan. I wonder where they all sit. And finally, in yet another shining example of child abuse, a woman in Houston is facing child abandonment charges after she was seen on video leaving a two-year-old boy on a stranger's doorstep in the middle of the night. Now, now, before you pass judgment, you should at least hear the woman's side of the story. I followed the GPS. She put the GPS in for me. I followed the GPS. Mind you, I'm still on the phone with her. So by the time I get to the house, I stay... Okay, now you can pass judgment. I'm Brian Baker. Hey, do me a favor, won't you? Have a great day. Producer Brian Baker, thank you. Tony Katz, 833, got Tony, 833-468-8669. So I pay attention to the cultural things because paying attention to the cultural things matters. And there are things that your kids are watching. There are things that that uh, people are watching that have an effect, and one of them is wrestling. The idea that wrestling is popular as it is with actual adults blows my mind. It really is amazing. But where I work, the building in which I work, the producers here, I'm throwing you in there, Ari Castle. Uh, You are are one of them. You, You are a big Jimmy Superfly snooker man yourself. They are wrestling fanatics. Like, it's, it's crazy. You know, one of them 
One of them, we actually dub our chief wrestling correspondent. His name is Kyle Wells. He has a wrestling alter ego. He actually, on the on the amateur pro circuit, he is a wrestler. He actually does this. He's got a he's got a name. He's got a shtick. He's got it, it's 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 all uh, uh, total total madness. Well, one of the stars of uh, World Wrestling Entertainment uh, is a guy by the name of Roman Reigns. And he was was talking to the crowd uh, where he was, and he's like, "Listen, uh, I got I gotta gotta share something with you." It's a lie because the reality is, my real name is Joe, and I've been living with leukemia for eleven years. And unfortunately, it's back. And because the leukemia is back, I cannot fulfill my role. I can't be that fighting champion. And I'm going to have to relinquish the Universal Championship. I don't think it's storyline, guys. I don't think it's storyline at all. Guy had to go out there and say, I've got leukemia. I mean, it's it's kind of amazing um, when when these two things uh, collide uh, in 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 this way. And I'm curious to see how this kind of gets discussed in the WWE. How this gets discussed? Do kids start asking their parents about this? What's leukemia? You know what I mean? Kid, you might not know. Parents need to be aware of what's going on. I don't know whether it's it's. Uh, brave or or just fascinating maybe a bit of both i'll follow that um much more i'm tony katz Tony Katz today. I'm Tony Katz. How you doing? 833 got Tony is the number. 833-468-8669. There is another one of these absolutely horrific stories out there. This is a mom in Colorado talking about the choking game. The choking game. There were there was, of course, the Tide Pods. You know, everyone laughed, and except, you know, people were eating Tide Pods. And then uh, there was the the boiling water game. You know the boiling water game? It's when you take boiling water and you pour it on your friend while they're sleeping. Ha! <laughs> and then, of course, there was the chugging of the boiling water because that makes sense. Kids disfiguring themselves, destroying themselves. We have seen so many of these. Then there was something, I think it was a blue whale is what they called it, where it was this online series of challenges, and the last challenge was go kill yourself. I mean, it's... It's madness. Well, there's this Colorado mother. Her name is Tia Bodkins. Who said her uh, son Carson went upstairs to pack for a family trip. Ten minutes later, he was discovered unresponsive. And so there's this thing called the choking game. You've heard of this, Ari? Do you know what, what what this is? Yeah, it's the same one I've heard of. 
What is the one that you've heard of? Where, you know, you you choke someone out and it gets them high when they wake up. Oh, is, is we're back to that? Is that like that, like the, the, like in, in the old school autoerotic asphyxiation? Yeah, this is something different. Bob Crane stuff. Um, I'm not I'm not sure. I mean, that's what I've always that's it's because this kid game. was by himself. Yeah, you can do it to yourself. Children playing the choking game complain of frequent headaches or appear with bloodshot eyes. Yeah, so they're choking each other, trying to pa- get each other to pass out. Yeah, that's what they're doing. Yeah. So this kid choked choked himself. Um. Honestly, if you're not aware of what your kids are doing on social media, uh, you're 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 flat out crazy. <laughs> you 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 you're flat out crazy. You got to be aware of what your kids are doing. You got to be aware of of what's happening. You got to be aware of what they're watching. I don't know about you. I'm I'm on my kids' phones. Why they have rights? They don't have rights. I'm not interested in what they think of privacy. I'm interested that they're alive tomorrow. Their privacy rights are are meaningless drivel to me. Uh, in, in the Yiddish, it would be drek. I'll let you look that up. Don't care. Don't care what, what they think about, you know, uh, being on social media, to which I do not allow my children. I think that's because of what I do uh, as, as a living. And I'll tell you, I, I, I will say this. Um, over the last two months, three months, two months, uh, the uptick in um, hate directed my way more than just trolls, just people who feel emboldened and and who I think consider themselves uh, part of the intelligentsia. They think that somehow they are this the, this moderating force and I'm I'm the radical. When uh, the truth is uh, I'm the moderate. Uh, <laughs> oh God. I can't wait. Hold on. Check out my Twitter feed right now. See how many heads just exploded all over the place. Uh, but I, I, we have noticed it, and it's been it's been stunning. It's been really uh, and and truly amazing. The amount of people over the last just couple months. I don't know. If we've I don't know. Maybe we've grown in stature and size because of the shows and and all the things that we're doing. I, may, maybe that's it. And and I'm and I'm not aware of it. But the the reason I don't allow. Uh, my kids on, on on social media is because the people out there are criminally insane. You think I want them seeing this stuff they say uh, uh, about their father? You think you think I want any part of that for them? They should be able to just be happy. They can text with friends. I I really have no problem with texting. It's like Fortnite, you know. Oh, this is what I've learned. My kids uh, play Fortnite and they play with other uh, friends. And they're all strategizing on how to win as a squad, or they're playing in the in the playground mode, and they're they're basically just having a ridiculous time, and they're all talking to each other in voice chat, or they're sometimes all in the same room and playing, which is strange, but it's how they do it. Um, it's basically the same way they would play, you know, Monopoly. They're just doing it on, on a device. That's it. It's handheld Monopoly, or however you want to see it. So I've gotten less crazy about. Um, uh, things I think there is such a thing as too much screen time, but it's solo screen time that freaks me out. But when they're when they're talking to friends, when they're around, not strangers. Oh, I don't allow that at all. But with friends, I think it's great. I, I think it's I think it's I think it's wonderful. Yeah, no 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 issues. But no no social media because why do I why do I want them to be around that? And yeah, it, it's gotten nuts. Like and and it's it's not just from trolls anymore. It's from people. So so here in my in my beloved Indianapolis, 
there seems to be a group of people in, in, in the media apparatus who think that they know things. And what they mostly think is that I am unacceptable. Because I'm a conservative, because I disagree, and they'll uh, claim that I'm hyperbolic. They'll claim that I, 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 uh, I don't understand issues. They've claimed all sorts of things, and and it's gotten to a, a unique kind of fevered pitch. And and so we don't know if whether we're just being more effective. Maybe maybe the the, the show has has grown. Um, it, it's true, but but what you'll see, and and I don't think it, this is specific to me. I think it's specific uh, to people who find themselves on the political right, that one of the tactics used by the political left or by the elite is to try and push forth a theory that you're the radical and they're the sensible. And they will literally do any level of name-calling and attacking and, and, and try and cut down they possibly can to be able to prove this right because... What they do not want is to engage a conversation. What they want to do is to destroy. We've talked about this before. Well, to, to watch it happen in this way. I mean, I got to tell you that, that for the majority of my career, I've had little things happen in, in social media, but mostly I get left alone. I don't get the levels of hate. I don't get the anger uh, that a lot of my contemporaries get. If you were to talk about... Um, uh, someone like Dana Lash. What she gets is flat out insane. And it's been going on for years. I was actually filling in for her. Because when I was uh, starting my career and, and I was on small station, she was on in St. Louis. And then I, uh, one of the ways I built my career is that when everybody else was trying to figure out how they were going to get into radio and they were looking for, for radio deals, I, who was broke at the time, I purchased what's known as a Comrex hotline. I actually bought two of them. So, uh, uh, so a Comrex is a the the system by which you can talk to radio stations, and you you would uh, plug in a a standard phone line. That was the hotline version, right? There was an ISDN version, some others, but the the cheaper one was the hotline. You plug in a phone, and then it would convert you uh, as you were speaking into a microphone, convert the data, and then send it over. So it was this very strong connection, not as high quality connection. As some of the others, but you, you you couldn't just speak over a phone. It had much better clarity. So because I had made this investment myself, and I had no other money. I mean, I had nothing. Abs- oh God, beyond broke, beyond bro- we 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 fed the kids like that was that was it. Lost the house, lost, couldn't pay the bills. We were just broke as can be. But because I had made this investment in myself, because I put my own skin in the game, um, I was able to connect to other radio stations. And so I would start filling in, and I filled in for Dana Lash, and I filled in for her regularly for, for a few years, and then got my own show in St. Louis, even though I was living at the time in Los Angeles. And I rem- there was, there was a, a woman who called in to complain about Dana and hoped that she got raped. True story. True story. And I was, my reaction was over the top. I started screaming my, my head off. I had never heard anything like that. And so I always knew that, that Dana got a lot of this kind of, of, of madness. I never really got it. And, and don't get me wrong. Uh, the, the people who tell, you, tell me to go kill myself or whatever, I've, I've gotten that. This is, this is different. This, is, this has been a whole different level of, 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 of the hate. 
And so uh, knowing that it could always come, and now that it that it has come, from people who actually believe they are my betters. That's the best part. They believe they're the good, kind, decent people. They believe they are moral, and they are upstanding, and that they have this great understanding of the world. Ah, uh, Tony Katz, he's, uh, he's just a simpleton, and he's trying to, you know, dumb things down for, for, for the people. Follow our conversations. Follow our conversation. We did an interview with Stephen Moore just earlier. Uh, the book is Trumponomics. And I was asking a question about um, uh, ag in in uh, my beloved Indiana, the Midwest, and and how the, the tariff war uh, affects what's going on uh, here and whether or not uh, President Trump is going to win the battle to keep uh, these voters and to keep everybody happy. And you know what Ari said to me? Ari thought that the question was too intellectual. Wait, what did you say? What exactly what did you say, I Ari? said, that's a great question. I think it's going to go over people's heads. All right. I don't believe that in the slightest. But I didn't dumb it down. You know, I didn't say, so tariffs, are they good or bad? Stephen Moore, economist, tariffs, do they make me happy face or frowny face? What emoji do you put on tariffs? People are just ridiculous. They don't like what you say, so instead of disagreeing with it on a factual basis, just go to the name-calling. That's why I don't let my kids on social media. They don't need that. They, they, they don't need to see that. Don't you think they're going to be able to come up with an opinion of their father on their own uh, without anybody else reminding them? You know, your dad's a jerk. Yeah, but you don't live with him. Yeah, I mean, that's coming, right? That's how it works. Depending on the day. The choking game. Be watching what your kids are doing. Be in their lives. And and be a little invasive in their lives. Honestly. It 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 it, it, it God, I was gonna say something horrible. I didn't and I didn't mean like I didn't mean to make the pun. I'm not trying to be a pun. I'm not trying I literally I what I was exactly what I was gonna say and caught myself was be a little invasive in their lives. It won't kill them. And maybe that's just the whole damn point. I'm Tony Katz. Tony Katz. 833 got Tony, 833-468-8669. The podcast at com. That's where you find it. And Thursday, this is happening. Uh, so we're doing the uh, millennial meetup. Here, here's what's what's going on. I'm I'm excited about this. I I think the millennials get a bad rap. Unnecessarily get a, a bad rap. And it could be because on our graphic, uh, uh, a millennial spelled millennial wrong. Uh, you think I'm joking, Ari Castle? I'm not joking. Why, why, why are you looking at me like that, millennial uh, Ari Castle? Yeah, it, it, it actually uh, happened in real time. So here's what I'm doing. I am uh, getting together a group on Thursday of, of millennials uh, here at the headquarters of MS Communications, my, 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 my home station here. Right, we are using the conference room of the CEO Jeff Smolian. 
which he is going to regret that much is 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 happening and you can actually go to uh wibc.com that's that's the the home station and click on contest and and be a part of it uh the beer's on me food's on me i want to hear what millennials think about the midterms it's the tony katz millennial midterm meetup i want to hear what people are thinking I, i'm not interested in in what the media says they're thinking i want to know what they're thinking where are they at you know, everyone talks about this this election as, as, you know, well, Trump this and Trump that. I don't know if Trump moves a millennial at all. I don't know if that's their first thought when they when, when they decide to, to vote. I'm not sure. Uh, it's so uh, you can go to WIBC.com, click on contests, and then it's uh, the Tony Katz Millennial Midterm Meetup. By the way, I did tell them it was spelled wrong. They're missing one of the ends. It's 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 standard. They have it spelled right on the on the Facebook page, right? They have it spelled right there. They just had it spelled wrong on the on the graphic. I felt for them. I really and truly did. But yeah, people are gonna come. And we're gonna have a beer. And we're gonna talk for a couple hours. And we're gonna we're gonna videotape the whole thing. I'm I'm looking forward to it. And this goes to a, a, a an even bigger conversation about women. We keep hearing about how women are going to make the difference in the midterm. And we keep hearing about the gender gap. And we keep hearing about women are turned off by President Trump's uh, crass tweets. You know what I haven't seen? Data. That there's a gender gap? Okay, I've seen data on that. But what no one has given me is the idea that somehow that if you oppose President Trump calling Stormy Daniels horseface, that you're going to vote in a way that prevents or eliminates your tax cuts. Those two things in correlation, I haven't seen any data on. I'd love to. What I think is happening is that it's getting said because people want it to be true. It's almost like a gaslighting. They, they, they believe it to be true, but they have absolutely nothing to be able to make the claim that it is true. Now, if they do, I just I just want it, right? I, I don't want to sit here and say, ah, oh, it's ridiculous, harum harum. No, that's that doesn't doesn't help. What I want is to is to be able to understand it. You know, it's like when I take a look at this Nate Silver stuff. According to Five Thirty Eight blog, it's a six and seven chance that Democrats win control of of the House of Representatives. I uh. I don't know about that. I absolutely don't know about that. Um, they're saying six and seven, and uh, which is 85%, by the way. I still say that the House is pushed. I mean, if the House went to the left, I wouldn't be surprised. For uh, quite a few months, I was saying that the House was leaning left. After Kavanaugh, I make the argument that it, that it is a push, and I, I don't have a, a reason um, to to really fall apart on, on that one, right? So, uh, right, it, it, the current breakdown is, is wait, 240 to 195? Is that right? 240 Republicans, 195 Democrats? I don't think that's, yeah, that might be it. I, I, forgive me, I just don't have the number in my head. So you would have to, it, it just, it doesn't seem to make sense to me. The idea that 85% chance the Democrats take the House based on, Based on what? Is it possible? Yes. I don't think I'd give it 85%. Maybe that's my issue. I think that the idea of putting that big of a number on it 
And remember, last time they put big numbers on something was that Hillary was going to win by was was going to win ninety percent. Right. That 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 was that was the big number. So I'm just I'm 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 I guess I'm cautious. Yeah, 235 Republicans, 193 Democrats. There are seven vacancies uh, right now. Um, five Republicans, uh, two Democrats. One passed away. One one resignation, and then some other uh, resignations on the Repo- all resignations on the Republican side. So that's the breakdown as as we speak. We'll see. We'll see how that kind of uh, works out. How that kind of comes together. Eighty five percent, though. I'm not. I am not buying in. Can, but can Democrats win the House? Yes. And I just want to make sure I'm on the record. I have spoken on the subject. I don't know where this uh, invasion is going to be tomorrow. I don't know if the hurricane, uh, Willa, is going to affect things in Mexico. I'll have all those updates tomorrow, everyone. Take care.